Understanding CBD, brought to you by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Baltimore is listening. This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Time now for Understanding CBD, brought to you by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Here's Max and Steven. Understanding CBD. Thank you for tuning in. Hello there, Max Sobel. Happy Father's Day, Stephen Wallman. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. We wish all the fathers out there a happy Father's Day. Uh, uh, of course, you're our live audience. And in addition, we also want to welcome the summer solstice today. That's right. That is, uh, we're about halfway through the year, if you can imagine that. Today is the longest day of the year. Wonderful. And, and I don't mean... I mean, I know all days are 24 hours, uh-huh. but it's the longest daylight of the year. Makes sense. So that's what we're uh, going to recognize today. But as always, we're live here on the studio this Sunday, June 20th, and the phone lines are open. The number to call uh, is 410-922-6680. That's 410-922-6680. Noah the Engineer is back in the booth today taking your calls. Welcome back, Noah. Looking good there, Noah. Got a haircut and beard's all trimmed up. Looking beautiful. Max, tell us about your song choice to kick the show off today, this beautiful Father's Day. I know you're a James Brown fan. <laughs> I am, I am. That's a godfather of soul there. It is the godfather of soul. Papa's got yeah. a brand new bag, a little bit applicable for Father's Day, certainly. 1965, and he won his first Grammy from that song, which was what I learned. I didn't know that. Didn't know that either. It's a great song, and we absolutely want that on our playlist, right? <laughs> and this was a great opportunity to use it. Yeah, I'm glad you got James Brown on, on the list there, because absolutely. I've been trying to find ways, and uh, you know his beginnings of the songs aren't always that great. That's but right. That perfect choice, buddy. Thanks, man. Good job. Um, All right, well, we have a special episode for you this week, don't we, Max? We sure do. Hemp, CBD, and horses. That's right, that's right. And, you know, when I began researching this topic, I didn't realize how important horses were to Maryland. And I don't know if you knew this or not, our listeners, but Maryland is home to more horses per square mile than any other state. Wow. Did you know that? I remember reading books in elementary school about the ponies of Assateague or something like that. Right. Well, these are, um, I guess that would factor into it Uh because it didn't say like domesticated horses or not. So that would would be a big part of it. Um, um, In a letter from the Maryland Secretary of Agriculture, he writes, a 2018 economic impact study by the American Horse Council for Maryland's horse industry adds more than 1.3 billion, with a B, to Maryland's economy and impacts more than 21,000 jobs. Uh, additionally, this study found that 705,000 acres of land in Maryland are used for horse-related purposes, so helping to keep valuable farmland in production. Is that including the uh, Pimlico racetrack? Uh, yeah. Okay. That would be including the Pimlico racetrack and all the jobs and so forth that that happens You know, every year with the uh, um, Preakness. Right. Preakness and the, what's the, the day before the Black-Eyed Susan. 
Um, anyway, to help our, discuss this topic, uh, it won't be just us bantering. We'll introduce you to a special guest, and Max will do that in a, in a few seconds. But later after that, you want to stay tuned. We have another Wallman's Wow for you this week. That's the words of wisdom. Uh, we also will be delivering our first CBD in the news segment. We hope you like that, so stay together. We're going to be talking a little bit about how CBD is making the news line, the headlines for the NFL. Uh, if you miss any any parts of the show for any reason, you can always catch a replay or anyone on uh, understandingcbd.com, Max, right? Tell me how to do that. Just go to understandingcbd.com and click on our show, and then you can catch all previous episodes there. You can watch them uh, via video and on YouTube, and you can also listen to them. It's really, really convenient. You can catch up on all of the past episodes. You can also check out your most favorite streaming service, your, uh, your uh, podcast streaming service, and you can catch us on there as well. That's very, very good. And it's growing, too. It's nice that people are catching on to it. Um, but before we get to the news, Max, Hotline. Uh, and introduce our special guest, we want to mention that Understanding CBD is brought to you by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Stop at maxandstevens.com, pick up a bottle, or you can always call or text them at 443 743 2444. They are, we are always uh, available to help. Did you know that they plant a tree for every bottle sold? That's good company. I'd want to work with them. I agree. Also, yeah. a general reminder to everybody, please don't take anything said on this program as professional medical or legal advice, right? Yes. All right. Let's get into our special guest today. Her name is Dr. Joyce Harmon. Um, Dr. Harmon graduated from Virginia, Maryland Regional College of Veterinary Medicine in 1984 and became a member of the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons in 1985. She's been certified in veterinary acupuncture for 14 years and veterinary chiropractic for a decade. She's since completed advanced training in homeopathy and herbal medicine and is currently working on a master's degree in Chinese medicine. Dr. Harmon has served as president of the American Holistic Veterinary Medical Association, chairman of the Alternative Medicine Therapeutic Options Committee for the American Association of Equine Practitioners, and has been a member of the Task Force on Alternative Medicine for the American Veterinary Medical Association, the AVMA. She's published over 40 papers in professional public Publications, given many lectures to professional audiences internationally, and was the team veterinarian for the USA East Endurance Team in the 1991 North American Championship race and for the gold medal winning team in Calgary, Canada in 1993. Since 1990, Dr. Harmon has owned and operated Harmony Equine Clinic, a holistic veterinary practice in Washington, that's in Virginia. We're honored to have her as our special guest today on Understanding CBD. So welcome to the show, Dr. Harmon. It's a pleasure having you. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here and uh, getting to share some some of the most exciting news, I think, to come across the horse world late, excuse me, lately. Wow, that's a bold statement. We're bold. definitely going to uncover that and get to understand more about this. Uh, you know, Max and I really aren't horse people as as uh, as we don't have a background with horses, so this is a, a lot of learning for us here as well. And um, first, uh, Dr. Harmon, we're grateful for the work that you are doing with horses um, and animals in general. We really do appreciate it. And I don't know if it's common knowledge or not, but um, I recently learned that it's more difficult to get into a veterinary school than it is to medical school. Did you know that, Max? That's, that's actually still true. Yeah, that is true. And, um, you know, it, it makes sense because if you think about it, doctors will go in and they specialize on 
specific things, whether it's a surgery or you know regular care or a dentist. Um, but a, a vet is a one-stop shop. They, they gotta, gotta know, they have to know everything. They gotta know everything. Yeah. Plus, there's anatomy of the different animals. I mean, if you're dealing with humans, humans are all the same. But right. animals, I mean, it's there's so many different types of animals that you're going to come across. Uh, so you got to be you know, aware of all those different things. Plus, they can't speak. Patients can't talk to you. Yeah, they can't talk to you and tell you what's <laughs> oh, going but on. they can't talk back either. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, there you go. That may be one of the advantages of dealing with, uh, with animals. But that's really what um, we wanted to talk, was start the conversation with Dr. Harmon, which was um, what really sparked your interest in working with animals? I think it was kind of a genetic thing because as I recall, I was around three or four years old when I decided that I wanted to be a veterinarian and I'm not sure exactly what triggered that. And for years I thought I might be the first woman horse veterinarian. Little did I know that there actually were women horse vets way back then, but um, I just didn't know any. So I thought I might be the first. Wow. Did you grow up on a farm? No, I was actually born and raised in Washington, D.C., but I insisted that my mother take me horseback riding by the time I was about four years old. So you always wow. had a passion for horses. I guess that's what prompted the, the specialty in horses specifically. Yes, yes. Hor- horses were, were my, and have been my life, my life, love, soul, income, <laughs> everything. And uh, that did start for me at a very, very young age. That's awesome. A lot of people don't even know what they've doing, what their their goals are. I got two kids uh, in college, and they're still, you know, trying to figure out. Hey, look, I'm still trying to figure it out. I just started. A, we started a radio career, which we do have a radio career now, Max. You know, it's been in, a our, year. in our late forties, got a year you know? of experience. <laughs> it's never too late. We're not all divinely um, no. motivated like Dr. Harmon here. You know, yeah. but you know, you've accumulated so many different types of skills, and it's impressing impressive your resume. Um, not only traditional, but alternative. Can you help us out and define for us what is alternative medicine? That's a, that's a great question and kind of a good way to start out because a lot of people get really confused about it. So alternative medicine or integrative medicine is really an umbrella term, and it means really almost any kind of medicine or medical treatments that are done that don't fall under the paradigm of drugs and surgery. And it's not that we don't need drugs and surgery at times. And, and so we sort of prefer the term integrative medicine, which means that we are integrating everything, the best medicine that you need that day. But um, underneath that umbrella, we have acupuncture, we have chiropractic, we have herbal medicine, and then we have Chinese herbal medicine, and we have Ayurvedic Indian herbal medicine, and we have American Indian and European herbal medicine. So we have many different sort of sub-branches. And then we have homeopathic medicine, and then we have many forms of body work, from simple massages to to very esoteric types of, um, of, of medicine, energy medicine. Um, the sky's kind of the limit, but it all gets put underneath the umbrella of alternative medicine. So if you take your dog for acupuncture, you are doing some alternative or complementary or integrative medicine. 
And that's an impressive toolbox to have of different skill sets and different ways to actually uh, help a potential patient. But what factors actually help you decide which method you're going to use when you first see a patient? To, to begin with, you use the tools that you have studied and learned. And then when you get to be old like I am, you have learned a lot of different tools. And so you can look at an animal and and say what would be the most helpful here. And when you look at something like acupuncture, most of the time, the beauty of all of this is that we can treat many of our chronic conditions in all species of animals with the alternative medicines, usually better than we can with the conventional medicines. If you're hit by a bus, you really want to go to the ICU in the helicopter because they're going to do the best job. But if you've got some arthritis, your horse has some arthritis, your horse has some skin disease, your horse has some um, inflamed feet, there's all kinds of things that we don't have great drugs for. And the drugs have a lot of side effects. And most of our alternative types of treatments they don't have side effects, and so we can use them safely for years in these older animals and really help them out. And so we'll, when I'm looking at an animal, I look at the fact that, say, acupuncture for arthritis, well, we're going to need to see you every in a horse every month or so, in a dog maybe every week or so for a little while, and then... Um, if that doesn't work for the client, maybe we can do some herbs. Maybe we can do some homeopathics. Yeah, I'm going to pause you on that thought right now because we have to take a break. Um, when we come back with Dr. Harmon, we're going to be digging into um, all the care for horses. What do they need? How do we do it? And where does hemp CBD play a role in this whole thing? So stay right there. We'll be right back. But that new breed more of Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM.
give you no shame. Welcome in and welcome back to Understanding CBD. Hello there, Max Sobel. Hello there, Stephen Wellman. Good to be here today. And we're talking with Dr. Joyce Harmon, naturopathic horse veterinarian, many other skills to go along with that. And we're um, just started getting into finding out where hemp fits into the picture of um, naturopathic traditional medicine, integrated medicine. And, you know, for the three generations of prohibition that's been happening, um, the plant has left many farmers trying to relearn the many uses of hemp. And historically, it was grown on every farm, but it's been some time. So the relationship between um, farmers and humans in hemp were really learning about. But um, historically, Dr. Harmon, what is the relationship between horses and hemp? Historically, actually, the they may have used some of the hemp. They probably fed some of the industrial hemp to the horses just because it was good green material. But its use in the in the veterinary world really is um, fairly new, and that's really come about because the veterinarians were able to get interested in it at the same time that everybody else was sort of allowed to um, to start growing it and selling it. And uh, the, the veterinarians back in the early turn of the century paid a lot less attention to quality of life issues. And especially in the horse world, basically, if the horse could put one foot in front of the other, that was pretty much what they needed to do. We did have some sport horses back then, but it was mostly working horses. Now we have sport horses, we have beloved pets, we have horses in every discipline, and and we have people who really pay attention to how comfortable their horses are. And CBD and hemp have really come to the forefront because, you know, there's no magic bullet in medicine, but CBD is one of the, the closer things we have to a magic bullet because it works on so many different systems. As you all know from the human end of things, humans have the endocannabinoid system that goes in almost every part of their body. Well... Horses have it too, and so do dogs and cats and and quite a few other uh, warm-blooded creatures. I want to get back to, so what do horses eat, and do hemp seeds and hemp seed oils uh, play a role in their diet? Could they? Yes. So hemp, so hemp seeds have no, none of the, the CBD. So the hemp seeds are over here and they have, they're high in omega-3s and they're high in protein. And they have actually been used as animal feed for quite a long time, but they're not super popular. They're getting to be more popular, but for a long time we couldn't grow hemp in this country. So we had to import hemp seeds from Canada or Romania or someplace like that. So most people didn't feed it to their horses, but it has been used as a food for years. And it's a very healthy food, and it's a wonderful, non-genetically modified source of protein. So that's the hemp seeds here. It's the CBD aspect that's much, much newer, and that's going to be your flowers and your buds that have the CBD in it. So if you grow hemp and grow it out and have seeds, you just have good nutrition. And if you take the flowers and the buds 
and you extract your CBD, then you have the effects on the endocannabinoid system. And horses are herbivores. Horses eat plants. That's what they do. They don't just eat grass. We think they eat grass, but if you watch horses eat, they eat all kinds of plants. And many of those plants that we call weeds are actually herbs. So horses naturally pick out things that are good for them. And horses will naturally gravitate towards eating hemp, hemp leaves if you, if you offer that to them. Interesting. Yeah, I was curious about that, what they eat, and, and that definitely clears it up. I don't know if they're picky eaters or not, but what you know, the, the nutritional side of the hemp plant is always helpful, and we talk about that. We've talked about it on the show. I'm, I'm really interested in the cannabinoid uses that you have. When did you start using um, the CBD or the, you know, the cannabinoid-rich um, flowers and buds from the, the hemp plant um, with horses, and why did you start doing it? I, I started probably right around the time it became more legal, um, probably about five years ago, and did some studies. As, as an herbalist myself, I knew that horses would do well with it. I knew that there was tons of very healthy properties to the cannabinoids because there has been little bits of research that's been done. We just didn't have access to very much of the product. So as soon as I could, I'd get my hands on some. Then I started testing it on horses, one, to find out how much to feed, and two, to find out if it works as well in horses as it does in humans and in other species. And what I found is that horses, for the most part, love it. You do have picky eaters that won't eat anything you put in front of them. Um, but horses, for the most part, do extremely well they respond very similarly and some of them respond with a fairly low dose compared to what we would think we we think oh you know we have thousands of pounds of horse here we must have to give you know you look at your little bottle of cbd and you think well how can i possibly give that to a horse a lot of the time we actually feed the cbd still on the leaf for the horses because they can digest that leaf and fiber perfectly well. They have a digestive tract that's adapted to it. So it's a little bit more economical to feed it while it's still on the leaf, but you can feed the oil as well. And some horses prefer the taste of the oil to the leaf itself. And, and many horses end up needing sort of 25 to 50 milligrams a day to have a really good response or twice a day. And you can increase the doses based on what they are, how well they're responding and, and whether you're getting the, the answers that you want from it. Now, the assumption is that you would try that for a horse because the horse is experiencing some sort of pain. At least uh, that's why a lot of people try CBD. So how does a horse actually convey pain? I mean, you see them pulling the carriages, their eyes look sad. You know, I, I, I can't relate to a horse, but, you know, there has to be a way that they, uh, you know, short, sort of show that they're in pain other than a limp or something. Is it something that you can determine? Um, well, that's, yeah, and that's kind of the, the job both of the animal owner themselves and of the veterinarian. 
So the easy ones are the ones that limp. And you can say, yes, that leg hurts, and you can give them some CBD. And, <coughs> and you can give them some CBD and find that they get better. That's sort of an easy answer, an easy fix. But horses really do have many, many ways of showing pain, and some of them are easier on the humans than others. Sometimes they just limp. Other times they deposit you on the ground in in a heap because their back hurts. And sometimes they bite you. Sometimes they kick you. Um, They can be very expressive, and they're very large, so when they express themselves, it may have repercussions. So you can also have much more subtle signs. I mean, animals can have a headache, and it's really hard to to determine because it doesn't limp. And a lot of people for many, many years didn't think that horses really had back pain because they couldn't see it. But now we have gotten much better at recognizing it, much better diagnostic questions and much better diagnostic tools. Yeah, so when you're... Uh, you have a horse that's you know expressing some discomfort, whether it's the, the the limping or you can notice that it's giving some pain. And then you said, all right, I'm going to try to use some CBD on the horse. Um, do you always feed it to it, or do you uh, can you use it topically? Um, you can use it topically, absolutely. Um, you have a little bit of of hair to contend with on the legs, and. You, but you can absolutely use it. And sometimes if you're going to use it topically, you might trim the hair around the joint that you're going to put it on. And especially in the wintertime, horses grow a lot of extra hair. And so if you want to put it on an area that's very hairy, you might want it to trim a little bit of the hair off or trim it down so it's not quite so thick because the CBD is not the, the most inexpensive item. And so if you're, if you're having to put it on a ton of hair, you, it, it gets a little bit pricey. But you, if you put it on their skin, it works really well. Do you find yourself doing, using it more um, internally or topically? I use it more internally because, and, and part of that is that you, so many times with a horse, you may have a joint that's a problem, and you can go and topically treat that. But then you actually have a lot of compensatory discomfort. So maybe one of their back legs hurts, but they also have been putting pressure on one of their front legs, and their back hurts. And so when you feed it systemically, then you're helping the entire body. And you'll see these horses that previously were kind of standing around out in the field, not really doing much. And now they're out playing with their buddies or they're trotting across the field because they feel good and their whole body feels good. And they're more cheerful. They're happier. I read that uh, arthritis is a common condition in horses, especially as they age and, you know, treating the pain of arthritis. What are the and so that's one of the top reasons that owners typically have to retire their horses. And how does hemp CBD help in that situation? That's one of its its biggest uses in the horse world and one of its best, for sure. It is amazing. And people can often get longer, year, more years of performance out of a horse. Um, they can 
get better years of performance. So instead of having a horse that's starting to get old and you say, well, you know, I'm just going to ride it around a little bit, do a little bit of trail riding. I can't really go to competitions anymore. I can't jump big jumps. And then you put them on the CVD and you find out that actually you have a few more good years of doing more, doing competitions, having more fun with your horse. And then when you do get to the really old horse stage, this keeps you from having to use quite so many drugs. And so you don't have the side effects. Horses have um, a lot of side effects from the anti-inflammatory drugs, and it can affect their intestinal tract. And horses do not have very good intestinal tracts. So the less drugs we can use to keep them comfortable, the better off we are. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of conditions we want to dig into and get your opinion on as far as how to, how you're treating um, horses with hemp CBD. But I wanted to get this question out of the way at least. And um, instead of treating specific conditions, you know, uh, being reactive, do you ever suggest that um, that horse owners supplement and and feed the horses uh, hemp proactively or C- hemp CBD proactively? Uh, yes, I do. And I have I definitely have people who are interested in that sort of an approach. When we look at the research on having an endocannabinoid deficiency in humans, which is a, a thing that is being talked about these days, most likely we don't have the research to show that in horses, but we have a warm-blooded animal with an endocannabinoid system. And so we can really apply a lot of the research on CBD across all species. And so with the, the amount of stress, the amount of air pollution, the amount of everything that we live with as humans, the horses are in our same environment. Yes, they do live outside instead of inside. But other than that, they're breathing the same air, drinking the same water. And so I think that there is a real benefit in feeding low levels of CBD to horses as a preventative so that they stay healthier longer. And low levels, you mean like 15, 10, 20 milligrams a day? or Generally, yes. If you're not having a big issue that you want to be treating, 15 to 25 would be... The, would be a really good starting point. Yeah, and you can either drop it in its mouth, or if you have the leaves around, you feed it to the leaves. So that's great. Well, um, just as a reminder, everyone, we're here with Dr. Joyce Harmon, uh, naturopathic horse veterinarian, and uh, we're going to need to take a quick break. We'll be back to finish up the episode with some more questions that we have. We just have them piling up here, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. There were plants and birds and rocks and things there. more of Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. And welcome back in, everybody, to Understanding CBD. Hello there, Max Sobel. Happy Father's Day, Stephen. Oh, thank you, my friend. Happy Father's Day to you as thank well. You. 
that uh, Reggie and Rufus are lucky boys. <laughs> um, we're here with uh, Dr. Joyce Harmon, a horse veterinarian trained in a variety of methods for treating horses, and we're talking about CBD usage and how it can be beneficial for horses just like humans and other animals. Um, and and it, it's a, a big question we wanted to really get to because there's good evidence that um, CBD can help with humans uh, having seizures. Um, same for dogs. Um, they can help with seizures. Is that um, a thing in the horse world? The, the horses have seizures, and is CBD popular for that? Well, interestingly enough, horses have, they, they rarely have seizures. Um, I have treated a number of horses with seizures, but they were really before the CBD days. Um, it's a very difficult thing to treat in horses because they can be very dangerous when they are seizuring. But fortunately, it's really not very common. We're in the dog world. It's extremely common. Yeah, while we're on the subject of dogs, um, so we know that uh, THC, uh, for those that don't know, THC is the cannabinoid in um, the cannabis plant that actually has a psychoactive or a, uh, an intoxicating effect. We know that THC can be toxic for dogs. Is the same true for horses? Um, truthfully, we don't totally know. However, it's not toxic in the same way with dogs, for sure, because... It doesn't take very much THC to be toxic in dogs. Horses are probably more tolerant. However, they weigh a thousand pounds, they have long legs, and you certainly would not want to be on top of a horse that had THC in it because they may stumble and fall. And uh, we do not know the, any safe dosing limits to THC in horses. Hmm. Gotcha. Well, it's an interesting question. Uh, I've been curious about that, too. So one of the things we didn't really get to yet we want to make sure to talk is with all the uses of horses now, especially in competitions and uh, in the news lately, uh, obviously drugging horses and trying to get an advantage, competitive advantage, how do comp competitions and the authorities look at the use of CBD on horses when it comes to competitions? Um, it is outlawed by the governing bodies, the main governing bodies in competition in the horse world internationally and nationally. Having said that, if you're competing in these small local competitions where nobody's drug testing, you can certainly use CBD. And it's, it's kind of sad that they are, that it is outlawed because if the the people are going to try and find some way to make their horses more comfortable, um, CBD has a wonderful effect on the mind. A lot of horses are highly stressed or a lot of horses have a lot of um, fear issues. And CBD is a wonderful, safe tool, a whole lot safer than trying to drug them with some psychoactive um, human drugs, which is part of what gets done, unfortunately. But if you are competing under rules, do not use CBD within seven days of competing. Yeah, it's nice to hear that the CBD does help horses have their quality of life, especially when it comes to temperament and distress, which I'm, you know, I didn't really uh, know that. So why do they ban the use of CBD? Is there a specific reason that or is it just we just don't know about it? No, the, the, reason, the reason that most things get put on the list 
for banning is because they're worried about one giving a competitive edge to one person over another, but they're also worried about that it might enhance the performance and essentially, you know, allow people to cheat as some of the stuff that has come out in the news lately with people using drugs on horses to get ahead, to, to do, you know, to beat the other person. And so they're trying to level the playing field. Um, unfortunately, people are going to keep trying to go around that and are going to try and cheat some other way. And that usually involves more pharmaceuticals. And unfortunately, I think personally hemp would be one of those that should be legal because it's very supportive to the mind and it's very supportive to the body. Mm. Well, Dr. Joyce Harmon, we are very grateful for you joining us today. Um, unfortunately, we are out of time. Uh, we got to take our final break here and have our last segment. Um, how do people get in touch with you for more questions, which I'm sure they have? Um, I've, I, have, um, I have my website. Um, there's a website called docshemp.com. And there's also a website called uh, Harmony Equine. And my last name is spelled with an A, so it's Harmony Equine with an A. And there's contact information on both of those sites. And you are still actively treating horses, right? You're uh, with with yep. all the things that you're doing. You still are hands on. I'm still I'm still hands on with the horses. Yep. Well, that's great. Well, thank you again for joining us, Doctor Harmon. We really do appreciate it. And for the listeners, please stay tuned. We have uh, two more segments coming up. We got Woman's Wow and our first uh, CBD news break. So. Stay tuned, and again, thank you, Dr. Harmon. Thank you, Dr. Harmon. Thank you for having me. This is this has been fun, and it's great to share the wonders of CBD with your your crew. Lucky horses, knowing <laughs> you. Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Welcome back to Understanding CBD. Hello, Stephen Wallman. Hello there, Max Sobel. You know, what an episode talking about horses and Dr. Harmon. I was telling Stephen earlier that the only experience I have with horses is watching a couple episodes of Dr. Pohl and seeing how he treats horses. Um, for those of you that watch this show, you'll know what I mean. We'll get to that one of these days. Our goal generally is to build a bridge between people and cannabis. And then we, this is our final segment, and we're going to be doing it a little bit different today. We're going to have our wellness tip in 30 seconds, the old Wallman's Wow. And uh, in lieu of mail sack, we're actually going to do something different. We're going to give you a, uh, a CBD news topic of the week. How's that sound? I think it's something to try. Why not? Sounds good. So why don't we you know? dive right into your words of wisdom? Sure, Max. I can start with the Wallman's Wow of this week, and that's words of wisdom. Here we go. Stretch your muscles every day. A fully functioning human body relies on more than 600 muscles to work together. Muscles around your body allow you to do things like walking, lifting, chewing, even sitting requires muscles. Daily stretching of these muscles is required for full range of motion, relaxing and relieving muscle tension and pain, correct posture, proper circulation, and more. 
You can even stretch in bed. So remember, stretch your muscles every day. Hmm. Thank you, Noah. Stretch your muscles every day. You I stretch tr- every day. I stretch? try to stretch my muscles as often as I possibly can, especially working from home and the lack of, you know, in-person visits that you and I have had lately. Just the ability to stretch and just kind of, you know, move your body around. I'm even doing it here. You'll see me doing it on the video. You know, I should update. You know, it should be even more often than every day because it be, yeah. it's, you know, even every couple hours you should get up, stretch. You know, Noah's doing some stretches right now. It looks like he hasn't done it yet today. One of the things that helps getting up and doing some stretches is having some some pets in the house. And I know that you you <laughs> definitely get up often. I know I get up often. So having having pups running around helps you get up and stretch. And hey, while you're playing with them, there's nothing preventing you from doing a little stretching. Yeah, and me with arthritis and joint pain, especially. With like in my shoulders and low back if i don't stretch regularly you know it's just it the pain just is just too much you know i definitely don't sleep as well so that's right that's, that's the right. words of wisdom for this week very good words of wisdom and certainly uh something that everybody should keep in mind okay so uh, again instead of mail sack today or maybe we'll, we'll still play the mail sack song noah do you mind <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, I don't think he has it queued up and that's, that's okay right. no yeah. problem no we're going to be doing cbd news Okay, so we're going to be talking about CBD and the NFL. I want to read a a couple of uh, excerpts here. In an ESPN article last week, they state, The NFL and NFL Players Association announced Tuesday that they will issue grants totaling up to a million dollars for research into alternative pain management, including cannabis and CBD, through their Joint Pain Management Committee. I mean, we're glad they're doing the research, right? Yeah, glad they're doing some research and getting some publicity out there. Yeah, and so the article continues to say, Dr. Kevin Hill, co-chairman of the committee and director of the Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center Division of Addiction Psychiatry, said in a call with reporters that the level of interest, quote-unquote, in using marijuana in pain management far exceeds the level of evidence for using it. Current research shows some, quote-unquote, beneficial evidence, Hill said, but the NFL and NFLPA consider those studies to be flawed. Yeah, that, that's where I have a problem. That's, I got a problem with that, too. Yeah, it's a, it's a publicity stunt. I mean, you have uh, immunocompromised children in wheelchairs, uh, small children that can take different doses of CBD and and even full THC and marijuana to help certain conditions. But you're telling me uh, a 260-pound linebacker, uh, they're concerned with with how CBD may interact. I mean, there's not enough infin- there's not enough evidence. There's thousands of studies. And that's the crazy thing about it is they'll they'll take that 250 pound linebacker and they'll fill them with all sorts of pharmaceutical drugs, you know, and who knows what side effects are related there, but cannabis? Well, and we know that's the thing that's frustrating. We know that pharmaceuticals have side effects. We know that they can impact their kidneys and liver. So they're saying that the potential risk of CBD could impact the high dosage could him impact their uh, potential kidney damage. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just ridiculous and conflicting with other medications. And I think there's the balance. They say they, they're concerned about the health and well-being of the NFL players. I mean, these guys are, you know, fighting left and right. I mean, they're, they're, the sport is a violent sport. They're beating themselves concussions. up. Concussions. And, yeah. you know, I know and I hear from some of them um, that they all smoke um, and use marijuana on Monday morning. Right, so right. it's not like they don't. It's just the, the, the whole undertone of this, uh, this uh, you know, idea and the alleging that they just don't know, number one, one, if it's safe 
which is not which is true. Like through the potency or safety. Anyway, I go on all day about this publicity stunt. I'm not I'm not buying it. You know. But we want to thank Dr. Joyce Harmon for joining us today. Noah, you did a great job in the booth. Max, thank you so much, and all you listeners, we really appreciate you listening in today. Thank you, Stephen. And we want to thank our sponsors, Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. You want to stop by MaxandStevens.com and pick up a bottle. You want to call or text 443-743-2444. Don't forget, we plant a tree for every bottle sold. We want to wish you all a happy Father's Day. Special shout out to the two uh, father-in-laws in my life.